Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. What do we mean by the gap? Really, when we talk about Into the Gap, it's really... You, you've got a starting place, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got where you want to go. Yep. And in between is a gap. And that's what this whole show is about. Yep. And what's powerful about that, it's just you, you just go as hard as you can until something gets in your way, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's, that's what's beautiful about the gap. So that's what we're, we're up to. And when you, when you begin a process of any kind, yep. it's super important that you have an understanding of what's so, right? Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about all kinds of topics, we, you know, the first part of our segment here, we're going to look at the news and we're going to take a look at the existing conditions, the documentation of existing conditions. And it's going to be our news segment. Yes. But, and I, I love that. And, and let, let's say a little bit about that, yeah. which is in, in the business of architecture and construction, you've got something called documentation of existing conditions, which yeah. is basically establishing what you have. Yeah. Well, in and, coaching. And in the coaching is called. It's called what's so. What is I mean, so. That's what Werner says. Transformation begins right. with a powerful relation exactly. to what's so. So. That's what yep. we're going to take a look at. And Bob, what what's the dangers of not having that? Not having the existing conditions documented. Well, I think you that's that's a great question. A lot can happen. Yeah. I just want to tell a quick side story. Sure. So I happened to be in a room earlier this week yeah. and I said, "Hey, I was about eight guys in a room and yeah. two women." And I said, "We're doing a, I'm doing a radio show." And everybody's like, "Oh, wow, cool. What do you, what's the show about?" I said, "Well, it's it's really it's about men yeah. through like a male perspective." And like the two women that were in there looked at me, it was like, I felt like the two kids in uh, the uh, dinosaur movie where they're, the velociraptors come in the room. Like, <laughs> ah, ah, yeah. You know, like, and they were activated. Yeah. Well, and, and well so, you know what? One of the things, you know, what you're bringing up is one of the things, the reason we're having this show, if you look at about how men are depicted in the news today or popular in media, culture, Netflix, right? Uh, yes. Like just, just, I, I, I I invite anyone to just take a, sh- a look at any Netflix show mm-hmm. and look at how it's particularly straight white men are depicted. And then call me up and let's have a conversation. Right. It's usually not complimentary. You know? I've been polling myself yeah. and getting like anecdotal, anecdotal commentary from people. Yeah. And I, I, I asked some ladies I was with. Yeah. Angie, who cuts my hair. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, I was in a room with some ladies and I said, you know, what do you guys think? I yeah. said, do, do you... How do you feel? Do you see men depicted in movies and, you know, yeah. TV shows in a positive way? And or even said, in social media. They, everybody said no. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing, Bob. I think we can sit here and be victims to that. Or really what the show is about is calling men forth. Yep. And actually getting responsible how this got there. Yep. So, and one of the things, one of the ways to get responsible is to identify the existing conditions. Right. And then deal with them as they come up. So right. you've got some. And you can, you can never get everything, obviously. No. And that's yeah. the other thing, which is why, and we'll talk about this later, which is yeah. why there's something called substantial completion. Exactly, because, exactly. Because <laughs> no matter how much you want to uh, identify uh, existing conditions, yeah. you're never going to get everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so but. Shall we just go into the news stories? Because these news stories the are news, fantastic. Like, so today's first story is fake meat. Fake meat. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I love so fake meat. I'm going to read. This is from Bloomberg. Yeah. Oh, Awesome. That's yes. Mayor Bloomberg, right? Um, Former Mayor Bloomberg? The, the, yeah. the billionaire? Yes. Who wanted to charge us tax for <laughs> drinking soda, correct? Right. I'm yeah, not okay. supposed to be coughing on a mic. Sorry, everybody. Okay. 
So Beyond Mink, uh, Beyond, Beyond Meats, Beyond Meat Inc.'s dizzying initial public offering has minted a new elite of plant-based power players. The company's six largest shareholders, which include ex-McDonald's CEO Don Thompson and names associated with Twitter, Honesty, and the Pritzker family, haven't the sold Pritzker shares. The Pritzker family being J.B. Pritzker, the yes, governor of Illinois. The governor okay, good, of Illinois. Yeah. Yes, and it's proved a profitable decision as they've added a combined $1.6 billion to the value of their holdings since the start of the month. And there's no sign of slowing down. And so they're looking at this as quickly approaching a $7.3 billion market capitalization. And uh, they're predicting that it's going to go to $34 billion by 2030. Wow. Largely by, I would assume, based on how much money's going into this, mm-hmm. is there any other way other than pumping money into marketing? It's got to be all marketing. It's all My marketing. Guess is, yeah. So I, I, I have no idea. So, and marketing is what? Is marketing not a narrative? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. So you're yeah. creating a narrative mm-hmm. and you're kind of selling the narrative. It's not always tied to the truth either. Right. You know, not so, necessarily. Yeah, it's kind of to motivate. So, yeah, right. that's awesome. So it's beyond meat, but it's not it's fake beyond, meat. It's, not, it's fake meat. It's, oh, it's not fake meat. That's it's, what I'm saying. It's beyond meat. It's, yeah. yeah, but they call it beyond meat. Yeah. So it's to some, get around the problem of the possibility of having fake meat. Fake meat. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So should I hit so. with this next story? This is from the <laughs> from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, this is kind the of scary. The college actually. boards plan to assign an adversity score to every student who takes the SAT <laughs> to try to capture their social and economic background, jumping into the debate raging over race and class in college admissions. Mm-hmm. This new number, called an adversity score by college admissions officers, is calculated using 15 factors, including the crime rate and poverty levels from the students' high school and neighborhoods. Students won't be told the scores, so they're secret. Right. But the colleges will see the numbers when reviewing their application. So this is what I love about this. If you want to actually create a quality environment, like one of the things that W. Edwards Deming was about was about transparency. Yep. But this isn't about transparency. They're going to have a little secret here. So this is awesome. I, right. I love this score. You know what I also like? What does SAT stand for? Scholastic, scholastic Aptitude Test. Yes. Scholastic Aptitude Scholastic Test. Scholastic Aptitude Test. Yes. So it's actually an objective measure. Yes. So let's put subjectivity in the objectivity and see how that goes. Well, that's uh, we <laughs> talked about this earlier this week when we yeah. discussed briefly this this news story. And yeah, that this is, is a fantastic story. And that is, is uh, the question we both came up with was, mm-hmm. is this an attempt at abolishing objective reality ultimately? Is that too philosophical That's a little too philosophical for this early, but yeah. But yeah, it's, it, well, again, you know, the thing with object, you know, with ab- abolishing objective reality, then everything be- becomes subjective, right? Yeah. Everything then can become a special interest. And with special interest comes what? Corruption. But, and the reason is what? Is who becomes the arbiter? Who exactly. becomes the person that's who's the ever, reviewer? Who's ever of, in charge? Who's ever in power? the subjectively derived information. Yeah. Like, you know, this guy, like who had it harder than somebody else? I mean- you know, it becomes some social contrast, construct where they say, you know, this is this and this is this. It all becomes this weird right. narrative. It gets back to the fake meat thing. Right. That's going to be good for us, right? <laughs> right? Yes. Cool. Ultimately. How about the next one? So the next one I, I, is... we got to go to the vagina story. We have to go to that one. I, I thought we weren't going to talk about that. No, that we got to go. not on the list. No, it is. I got it right here. Well, you got it, but I don't hit... Oh, my gosh. No? So okay. this was, yeah, maybe... Which one do you want to go to? Go. Well, I was going to go directly to to what's on the menu here, right, and that is it. the uh, warm thoughts for the Holocaust. <laughs> warm thoughts for the Holocaust. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, we'll go there. you can't. You know, how do you beat that? So this is the 
This is Nothing says feel good like warm thoughts of the Holocaust. Yeah, right? so this is uh, Representative uh, from Michigan, Democratic Representative uh, Rashida Talib. Talib. She's a special human. Yes. Yeah, she's a really special human. Yeah, she may. Never mind. Yeah. So, but I think that it fits uh, well. So there's always a kind of calming feeling, she says. Yeah. When I think of the Holocaust and the tragedy of the Holocaust. Uh, and the fact that it was my ancestors, Palestinians, who lost their land and some lost their yeah. lives, their livelihood, human dignity. And I, I, I just, so the question that arises with this news story mm-hmm. is how does she get to say things that other people, I don't know, if they said that, yeah, they would be, I, I mean, it's know, blatantly excoriated. Anti- yeah, it's blatantly anti Semitic. And I don't know how she gets away with it right. repeatedly. Her and, and Representative Omar. Right. <clears> so it's the. A lot, and, and also. AOC. So. Right. And this is from, uh, uh, I guess the mantra there is, yeah. we believe in equality for everybody or yeah. everybody's equal, but then are some people more so, equal? So we got to go to the last one, our favorite one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. right. So this is. Because uh, we're running out of time. This, yeah. Okay. How close are we? Two minutes. Okay. Oh, yeah. boy. So Toronto's mayor. I love this This is guy. from Big Lean Politics. I love this Toronto's guy. mayor was filmed wasn't paying the, for a lap wasn't dance. Wasn't there mayor before like a crackhead? <laughs> yes. I loved it. Toronto's got a really... We got to go to Toronto and party with those guys because yeah. that's fantastic. We can okay. do the show there. I'm sure they'd yeah. appreciate it. Okay. So Toronto's mayor was filmed paying for a lap dance from a transgender female dancer at a Mother's Day brunch Sunday. <laughs> what a great way to spend Mother's Day. Left Going to a tranny bar and tucking a buck. I love yes, that. It says leftist mayor, but he's actually, let's, let's for a moment just say he's the mayor, he's right? He's the mayor John Tory, of Toronto. Who first assumed office in 2014 yeah. can be seen stuffing a dollar bill into mm-hmm. the thong of a transgender dancer and then the dancer One began minute. to sit on his lap and he was kind of like rubbing his back and yeah so the question we had you know with yeah. you and i found absolutely hilarious is what's well, he thinking like what's well, yeah. the what's the idea and, there? and this is a perfect, you're the mayor yeah this is a big city, perfect you know? lead into our topic this week because our topic is being given being in action by something greater than you so we're going to give yes. you a definition of what that is when we come back but it's really about what motivates you? What drives you? Right. What What has, what's your decision-making process right. based on, right? Yeah. And so my question is. <laughs> what's driving? What's driving this guy to go, you know what? On Sunday, <laughs> on I, Mother's Day, yeah. I think I'm going to go His to this bar. chief of staff sets it up. Yeah. We're coming at this time. And we're filming it. And we're and gonna, filming. Yeah, well, somebody's going to film it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. What we mean by being given, being in action by something great in you is, is being committed in a way that shapes one's being in action so that they're in service of realizing something beyond one's own personal concerns, right? So beyond direct personal payoff. So it, it's, it's not about you getting more wealthy. It's not about you getting more popular. It's not about people looking at you. It's about fulfilling on a commitment that you have. 
and it gets me out of my perception of my own self-image, let's say, for example. Totally. Like right. if I'm a little overweight or yeah. if I walk into a well, meeting and I have a five o'clock shadow and yeah. I'm paranoid. Well, and, and, yeah, exactly. And what it does, it, it actually makes you in service of something, right? Right. And it's actually, you know, like for you, we've talked, you know, from the beginning and everybody knows that Bob and I have a coaching relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually how you gain access to your purpose. You get access to your... Your purpose. Your purpose, correct. This is, this is the pathway, right? Yes. Yep. And... As it's acting on, such actions create something. And this is really the cool part. So when you start taking actions on this, those actions create something which others can also be committed in, so which we would call enrollment also, right? Yep. So as you're taking action on people, hey, Bob, what are you up to? This is right. really cool. Yep. And they get a sense that there's something in it for them too. And that's kind of how, that's hopefully what we're doing with this radio show. This is the intention of the radio show. So... The, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just going to say, going back to the Toronto mayor, just for a second, because it, it does apply. I mean, it, it's... It, Absolutely. It Absolutely. applies. So, he, obviously, he had engaged other people... Yeah. ...by his purpose in in doing this thing that he did, yeah. the, right? Whatever it is. It could, see, one of, the, one of the great things about this, Bob, is this is a distinction of leadership. This is what leadership's about. So, you give up your... Your identity, shall we say, mm-hmm. in service of a commitment bigger than you, right? Right. So my concern about the mayor of Toronto yep. is I don't think he was giving up his identity here. I think he was placating himself to whatever he found to be um, fun or enjoyable or fulfilling yeah. or satisfying or exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever whatever he, he got out. I have no idea he, what he well, got Well, I mean... It, it, Right. And he enrolled others in it. But see, what the others were probably enrolled in was, hey, we're going to hang with the big dog. And this is this is where when you have power in a leadership role, you got to be super, super responsible. If I were a cocaine dealer yeah, and I knew my purpose mm-hmm. as a coke dealer, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be doing the same thing, essentially? I mean, doesn't it apply to the well, other parts of life that are not so well, as a, I mean, that's a pretty extreme, but what what's your purpose as a cocaine dealer? What's the purpose behind that? Why are you dealing cocaine? It's usually for your own personal wealth, to make money so right. you can be, you know, you can have experiences. See, and that's the part that's so important is, is this is this is beyond, beyond one's personal concerns of oneself, right? It's not about you. And this is, this is, Thanks for bringing it up because one of the real challenges I have, you know, I've told you over and over again, I have real challenges with the coaching industry and with coaches in general. Yep. And one of the challenges I have in the coaching industry, there's a, there's a, a part of 11 core competencies is getting a coaching request, right? Yep. And, it, and it's always important. And typically what the coaching request is, it's mm-hmm. about something someone wants. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. They want a better job. They want more money. They want the relationship to work. They want this. Right. They want There's that, something right? missing for them. Right. Right. So it gets real dicey if you're fulfilling people's wants versus fulfilling people's commitments. You see that? Yeah, absolutely. It gets really dicey and really tricky. And and the problem is, and that's why I, that's why I wrestle with this so much, because I really believe coaching mm-hmm. can, can transform the way people and organizations interrelate with one another and see the world. And we have a huge amount of evidence for that. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. And just like... In all areas. Yeah. Just like uh, uh, architecture transforms like the three-dimensional system. Yep. Right? Coaching transforms the thinking system. So... Well, and ultimately, ultimately, 
human behavior. Well, that's exactly it, because it's the way you think and the way you perceive then pulls forth action. Right. Okay? So what this is about is actually really getting clear, like, why in the hell are you doing what you're doing? Right. You know? And it's more than just feeling good. Right. And it's more than looking good. Right. And it's more than being popular. Right. And it's more than getting likes on Facebook. Right. Although we love to get likes on Facebook, and we love right. comments and all we that like other all stuff. all that stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, it's more than that, you know? And... Uh, and so that, that's what this is about. And that's why this is so, so important. And I, I would imagine that our commitment, yours and mine, is that people get tools to help them discern yeah. stuff about themselves, uh, uh, about their involvement or engagement in, in the current, in the stream, as they call it, the stream, right? Well, my, you know, my commitment is that people, if you will. people have incredibly fulfilled lives. Yep. And have businesses that are successful. Yeah. And the people that work inside those businesses yep. have fulfilled lives. Yeah. And the people who, you know, engage in a product and services right. of those companies are completely satisfied and over the moon with that. It's hard to believe that actually exists, but go on. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but and, it does. I mean, but, there, it does. The there are places where that occurs. And, and the suppliers that, that supply to these companies yeah. have a great experience and learn more about mm-hmm. themselves and are pulled to, to operate at a higher level. Yes. That's what my commitment. And, and the reason my commitment is that is because we're only here for a really short time, you know, right. and let's not goof around and anything less than operating to our commitments mm-hmm. is ripping all of us off. Yep. And, you know, and I learned it a hard way. Listen, I, I was a numbskull for 57 years, 58 years, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who, one could argue I'm a numbskull today, I, I right? Was... I was going to say, I finished up about 10 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I, you know, I, there's no arrival in my <laughs> numbskullness, but, you know, like I began asking these questions, you right. know, seven, eight years ago. And I can tell you the quality of my life has been exponentially more fulfilling, right. you know, and with yeah. way less worry and I sleep better. Right. You know? Right. Um, so. I, I, I really, I, I, I don't know if we have time in this segment. We've got a few more seconds left, but I do want to go into uh, potty training in the <laughs> next. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about potty training. Because it is a component. Yeah. Right? Because well, it, it's, there's it, documentation of existing conditions. Exactly. As you brought up the other day, yeah. we talked about this. Yeah. Right? Well, what you're talking then, about is the how to actually implement this. Right. right? Like, yeah. How do, how, do we, how do we actually operate and operate inside of, right. like, understanding, A, what our purpose is. And B, like actually taking the action. Right. And I almost said, yeah. and I've caught myself, yeah. I almost said implementation strategy. And <laughs> I would like you also to talk about um, strategy rel- relative to implementing, you know, your purpose, one's purpose, yeah. right? What's that? You got to That's my on. own personal time. Your own personal time. <laughs> we got a producer. So we don't rely on See? too much on these. We got a couple seconds. Yeah. We got a producer here that takes care of us wonderfully, and you don't trust them. <laughs> no, no, no. So you, I, I don't trust myself. Okay. Oh my god. Don't oh, we worry can go into it. a nice coaching yeah, conversation. We can, on that. totally. Yeah. But yeah, this interrupted and it takes us out. Come on, what are you doing? What's what had you? What gave you being in action to put that in? Right. What was the thought process behind uh, it? Getting it right. See, pr- pr- looking good. Pr- maybe mm-hmm. or you know, uh, putting structure in. Why structure? Why. You know, probably as a tool to avoid screwing up, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. See, so just that this is really great because notice instead of being of service to something, yeah, 
there are certain things you get concerned about. Yeah. And then you start making it about you and your safety and your comfort. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And that pulls away from our, us fulfilling the commitment. Right. You know, and I know you as a guy who is so committed to supporting others and yep. making a difference in the world. Right. Yep. And this is just, yeah. So. These are the things we do. This is what we do. This is, this is actually what, <laughs> and, and that'll be great. What we'll get into in the next segment, we'll talk about doing versus being and where they are in, in lockstep with each other and how yeah. it works. And that's where the potty training will come into play. Yes. Right? Because that's, that's Just that. a so, lovely time of life. Yeah. <laughs> potty training? Yes. Yeah. That's fantastic. I hope I can do it in a way that doesn't use, I don't know what other word to use than the <laughs> word I used before, but we'll, you know what I use? I use P. That's what I'll do. I'll do it that way. But the other one's better. But anyway. Yeah. Um, what else? We're, the segment's long and you were supposed to ask questions so we would keep rolling. Well, okay. So look, uh, let's go right <laughs> into the potty training because the, there are stages of okay, potty Okay. Well, training. yeah. So I heard this really brilliant thing by my friend, Sarah, right? And she was talking about like how people learn potty training and it, and it, it resonated for me because it's how we learn everything. It applies. Yeah. And so there's three stages of potty training. So kids... You know, they just pooped their pants. Right. And they don't know how it happened. They just pooped. Right. Them. And all of a sudden, they got poop in their pants. Right. And their parents let them know they've got poop in their pants. Very seldom will a kid come up and go, you know what? I pooped myself. <laughs> right. Right. They'll usually sit in it and kind of, it's actually not a problem for them. Right. Right? Yeah. So then after that, so so what has to happen is if you want to tr- change the behavior of kids sitting with poop in their pants, they've got to become aware that they're they pooped themselves. Like, documentation oh, uh, of existing they conditions. They got to become aware. They exactly. have to have an awareness of mm-hmm. what is so or what, is what so. actually yep. happened. Here's the what yeah. happened. So yeah, so they got to sit there in the poop and understand that they pooped themselves, right? Yep. So after that, then, so they have this awareness that they pooped themselves. Yes. Next, they got to go. Oh, guess what? I'm pooping myself now. Right. They're now aware of the process. Mm-hmm. So once they they get it, that yeah. there's something there mm-hmm. that probably doesn't necessarily need to be there. Right. It's like, oh, Because oh, oh. it's not a terrible thing. No, it's not a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if you go to a public event and you well, want to hug somebody and they suddenly <laughs> go, wow. It's only a bad thing because we have a social construct that says walking around with poop in your pants is bad. Uh, I guess so. Right? <laughs> right? So they have to become <laughs> that's, aware that's if they true. want to interrupt that to notice when they're in the process of pooping, right? Yep. So, so then all of a sudden they go, oh, I'm pooping myself. And then they can go to their parents and go, hey, listen, I poop myself. And right. then they have to be aware of what it means. And this is actually how you, how you shift in uh, emotional intelligence. Too. You said shift. Shift. Okay. Yeah, just said shift. Yeah, just shift. <laughs> uh, this is how you become aware when you shift in emotional intelligence is you notice when the trigger's occurring, right? right. And then you're actually at a choice point. So when right. a kid goes, hey, listen, I think I'm going to poop, they, they're at a choice point. Can they poop their pants or they, can they go get help and go to the bathroom? Right. 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 And we, that's how we do everything. Right. So the process is acknowledge uh, the, the system works like there's an acknowledgement of the what is so. Yeah. There's then a discovery of the process yeah. by which the stuff's happening. Yeah. And those two things lead us to a, what was a choice point, mm-hmm. a point at which you can choose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Excellent. What are the challenges to this distinction of being given being in action by something greater than you? Right. And I think the biggest challenge is people aren't even aware of it as a distinction. Right. Right. Like people get up and they go to work and they go do the stuff they're, they're committed to doing. Right. And what informs their decisions mostly are some result like finances or yep. comfort or status yep. or likes on Facebook yep. or awards. Yep. Right. 
all things that are personal. Right. And so if you're supported personally and everyone's giving you high fives, I mean, th- look at Kim Kardashian. Yes. Right? I mean, if there is anybody in the world yeah. who was given being in action by her own ego, right. it would be her. Right. Right. And so this is not that. We're talking, this is non-egoic. This is a removal of the ego and the identity in service of something greater. And that's actually what leadership is because what it provides, it provides a platform for other people to join in. It's less about my own body parts. Yeah. It's not about your body parts at all. Right. You know, and it's, it's not even about, it's not even about the business. It's not even about the industry. Yeah. I want to ask to go backwards a little bit. And the reason I'm saying this is because how this distinction occurred for me Mm -hmm. uh, early on was the being given being in action. Mm -hmm. How does that not occur as woo woo for people? Because I I, I don't think, I mean, I'm a, I'm a closeted wordsmith myself. Right. So, you know, what, how, how do we take that apart? So, so that we can get being given being, what is well, that? One of the, one of the things we want to look at is, and, and this is, this is people go woo and I don't think it is. I mean, are you a human doer? No, you're a human being. Got it. Right. Okay. And I'm a human being. Yeah. And everybody out on the planet's a human being. Right. So there's a beingness. Yes. That occurs from being human. Okay. Okay. All right. So what gives us, and we all have a unique way of demonstrating that. Yes. Okay. So what is it that gives us that way of being? Like, mm-hmm. how often have you met somebody? You know, that person's easy to be with or that person's tough to be with. Right. I mean, we know what we mean. This is trying to create some uh, structure to what we mean by that. But like, for example, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, sure. flesh this out in, yeah. in real time here. So courage. Mm-hmm. Courage is a way of being. Absolutely. Happiness is a way of being. Absolutely. Joyful is a way of yes. being. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so... We're talking essentially about ways of being. Yeah. So, so those three are great, okay? Yeah. So courage. What's, what's, what's fundamental with courage? It's giving of yourself, giving up your, your, it could be giving up your life for heaven's sakes in service of something you truly believe in, right? Yes. Or that you're standing for. Or you're standing for, or yeah. you're committed to. Because a lot of times you, you don't necessarily have to believe it. All yeah. you need to do is to just stand for it. Yeah. And... You know, the rest is up to you and yeah. your creator, ultimately, and, and, I guess. And ultimately, it, it's often against resistance, courage, right? Yeah. Well, that's where it's tested, right? Yeah. Yeah. Courage is tested when there's resistance. Absolutely. If you give in, to the, if you give in then- That's you, not courage. It's not courageous. <laughs> yeah. Right? And joy is the same thing. It's just yep. a different context. It's like, there's something beyond our ego- Right. That's giving us joy. Seeing a baby laugh, right? Yeah. Being- in um, seeing a great movie sometimes. Right. You know? Being, seeing a dog do something really cute. Like being in the presence of beauty. Yeah. Being in the presence of nature. Right. right. There's something bigger than us. So all these, all these ways of being, what informs our ways of being when mm. we're really, really like living life out loud. Yep. Is typically beyond us. Okay. Okay. And when we're frustrated, we're took it, look, we're looking at stuff like, that affects us. Right. But if, and I know me, I, yeah. I'm not trying to make this no. overly elusive, Yeah, but just to continue fleshing this out, it, it's, it's, it's maybe beyond us, but it's not outside of us. No. Either. No, it's our I'm choosing. Not, right. We're choosing it. Right? right. But it's, it's not about our ego or our, uh, identity, you know, right. or 
if you know if this is going to help move my agenda forward. Right. So in the context of coaching, for example, yeah, yeah you're coaching somebody yeah. and you're challenged by this person mm -hmm. because they're hung up on this, they're hung up on yeah. that, they're mm -hmm. they're occupied with something, yeah. they're involved in what you call mm -hmm. a distraction. Yeah. 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 And so uh what what I'm getting from this conversation mm -hmm. is that your uh, commitment mm -hmm. to that person mm -hmm. getting what they came for yeah. gets you beyond their distractions, gets you right. beyond, gets you beyond the stuff they may be carrying. Of course. Yeah. Right? I mean, th that's what's, that's a great question because, you know, so if, if it's coaching or if, if it's, think about you, if you're dealing with a client, that's a, a pain in your butt. Mm -hmm. The only way to get beyond their personal idiosyncrasies, their personal quirks, yes. is to fulfill on the intention you set out, to it, fulfill on the commitment of the project. Well, for me, it's not even that. Yeah. It's a continual reassertion or mm -hmm. represencing of where we're going. Yeah. Let's let's stop for a second and understand. You see that over yeah, there? Exactly. That's where we're going. So this other stuff, this mm -hmm. temporary misery or this yeah. argument you're having with your wife or your other people in the company relative to what we're out to achieve, yeah. those things become secondary. They become less distraction yeah, and everybody starts to look at, oh, okay, we're going over there. Okay, fine. I can, I can, I can put this stuff aside yeah. now and what I can you, keep looking over there. What you're talking about is actually described really great in the three laws of performance. You just identified the third law of performance, which is future-based conversations right. transform how situations occur, right? So, now, in the present. In the present, yeah. yeah. So you and I are having a beef, yeah, right? The question becomes, what are we here for together? Right. And then all of a sudden- and, you know, Brene Brown talks about it. It's, it's hard to hate somebody when you're face-to-face -face with them because all of a sudden you find a common ground and you create a future to live into together, right? Yep. That's how you get through a beef. If you've got a breakdown in your relationship, yeah. sit down with the person and decide if you want to be in relationship with them. And right. if you do, create a future to move forward in. Right. That's what this is about. And see, that. so that commitment to the relationship mm -hmm. is, the, the, is the thing mm -hmm. that's give you, giving you being mm -hmm. and action. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that's bigger than you. Right. So that's, that's really it. Right. So for example, with, regarding the purpose of the show, yeah. uh, we're given being by our commitment. We're given, yeah, to, that, to actually empower men, to have men get really responsible and for men to get clear that we're, you know, our highest expression of masculinity mm -hmm. is to provide, to protect and to leave a legacy. Right. And it's not necessarily this toxic thing. No. Uh, and it's not, um, it's, it's nothing that we need to mansplain about. <laughs> no, no. And the thing is we want to get responsible for it. So when we run into somebody, term very well, yeah. yeah when we run into there. somebody who's triggered by our manness happens to me all the freaking time. Right. So whenever we run into something, instead of being defensive, right. Invite them in, get curious what's going on. Over right. There. Because that's, what's required. That's the courage that's required right. to fill, fulfill on the thing I'm committed to. Which is transforming the way men and masculinity occurs right. to a large portion of our population. Yes. And it's not about making guys more feminine right. or more sensitive. Well, and, the and, thing and for is, some guys, that might be it. Right. But I don't think there's a one size fits all in this. No. And I, and I think this is going back to the news segment, actually. This yeah. is the kind of thing that gets you, well, it gets me. We got to put tilapia in next week, by easily. the way. It's got to be in there. It's got to be. I'm <laughs> no. missing it. Oh, yeah. man. No, tilapia, it's fantastic. Uh, like, I'll, I'll tell you a personal story. So I, I knocked on my daughter's bedroom door mm -hmm. to ask her a question. Yeah. She opens the door, looks at me, and she goes, that was aggressive. <laughs> 
And I, th- I did the eye rolling thing like, yeah, what? I said, what? That was aggressive. I said, should I have gone like that? Yeah. What's the difference between this knock and that knock and how am I supposed to yeah. know the difference? Well, you know, again, this is. And this goes back to that subjectivity thing. Well, it, it's actually, that's what you're talking about is the first law of performance is, is performance correlates directly to how situations occur. So what there is to do is to really get interested in how that occurred for. Like, right. And well, I did, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And I did inquire and I did pursue it a little yeah. bit, but I also was like, you got to be kidding me, well, you know, at that, that point. That's where, that's where we got, that's where got, as guys, we got to do the work where we're really clear where we're at because there's going to be some BS coming back at us. Well, it's like when I got heckled at the, on the show. Right. You know, like, like I had, like I was stunned. Like I was, holy cow. Right. I didn't sign up for this. Right. And. I had to like, you know. And you it, knew people were thinking that way necessarily, but you, you were kind of shocked that somebody verbalized. Someone actually verbalized <laughs> it and dropped an F-bomb on me, right? And, and so, yeah, so I had to like, and, and you know, thank God they edited it out. Otherwise, it would have seen me standing there for like 15 seconds with my thumb in my nose, you know. But, right. Because um, it, took, it took me out and I had to like get clear and get reconnected right. to my commitment to move forward. Yep. You know, and I'll be honest with you. I was scared. Right. I was like, oh man, I don't want to be here. I don't want to catch this. I was scared to begin with. Right. And then, you know, go for it. And, and I think that's something with guys. We don't, we don't own that we're scared. We're not in touch with like that we're sitting in a particular pile of poop or that we're pooping. Something came up for me just yeah. now too, Mike. And that is that, that the call to being that we're talking about yeah. here. Because yeah. we're we're talking really ultimately, yeah. I guess, about men living into their commitments yeah. beyond yeah. their distractions. Right. Right. Which like say one distraction for me was like rolling my eyes and they're like, oh boy, here yeah. we go. You know, that's a distraction. Well, well what from the dis- what the distraction commitment. is, is you're having a hard time being with her feedback to you that she's not digging what you're doing. Well, that's the that's what I was just gonna go yeah. toward, which is listening. Yeah. Which is we don't need men don't necessarily need to explain no. themselves or to apologize for no. being themselves. All they really need to start doing is asking essential questions yeah. that lead to them listening to the answers mm-hmm. for the answers, I should say. Because what answers. are we listening for? We're listening for existing conditions. Right. And we're, the conditions are changing all the time. Right. And we're listening to how how we're occurring for others. Exactly. And that doesn't, that, that there's no sexuality in that at all. No, no. Meaning it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. No. You wouldn't, Six you want seven. to know how you occur for other people. You, you would be, uh, you would be, I mean, you want to be responsible for that. Responsible. Okay. You don't have to be paranoid about it. Yeah. You don't have to set your iPhone timer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the other thing is, you know, that that's really, you want to be responsible for it and you want to make sure Again, this gets back to being given and being by something greater than you, right? Yep. So if you've got a commitment, if, so if I'm communicating with you and I've got a commitment that I want to deliver to you, yeah. and it's not landing, right? it's not your problem, it's mine. Yes. So I'm starting to hear a little Zeppelin. But not in a context of blaming guilt. It's, right. It's your issue to yeah, deal with. you got to start dealing with it. you yes. got to start, and it, start uh, asking that question right. and understanding. So Bob Pontarelli here, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We'll have more Into the Gap episode highlights after a short break. Into the Gap is on a quest for bringing self-knowledge right up against the glass of the great display window of life. We're also on a quest for advertisers to support this podcast, our weekly radio show, and our unfiltered podcast. 
If you'd like to get more information and inquire about rates, please contact me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. There's a reason spiders and ants are called pests, and getting rid of them can get a little messy for the environment. Get the job done safely with Ecotech Pest Control. Following the principles of integrated pest management, Ecotech will ensure your home or business is free from all those unwanted visitors today and offer you solutions and advice to keep them from coming back tomorrow. Schedule your service appointment today at ecotechpestcontrol.com. Mention Into the Gap and get a 10% discount. Ecotech Pest Control, protecting our environment together. This is Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our radio show, which airs every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where we pack the current cultural narrative into a sausage grinder of critical thought, and where whatever enters that sacred hog casing gets served up hot and juicy on a platter of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our latest episodes are also available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and our website, intothegapmedia.com. I really want to make a call out there to everybody that's listening to the show to help us to help us to build this show yeah. because we feel that what we're doing is a is a missing out there in the in the public dialogue. There's that clearly this not is, much like it. Out there. There's there's not a lot of this yeah. going on. So that could either be a we, good thing or a bad thing. We're yeah. gonna let the market decide. And yeah. so we know that people may take this show one way or another. But what we're asking you is is that we're out to help other men and yeah. women. We're in we're in for an intersexual dialogue here. That's you, ultimately what we're committed you to. You know what's so Our funny? Com- you know what's so funny, Bob? That's what we're committed to. Um, so, you know, since we've been doing, this is our third week, right? You're right. We've got three weeks of experience. <laughs> yeah. Three whole hours. Yeah. We're, yeah. We are, we are radio juggernauts. <laughs> uh, but what's really interesting, oh, yes. when I, I share people, both my video from the talk. Yeah. And when I tell them about the radio show, I, I, I have yet to have a woman say anything other than completely complimentary about it. That's you know? awesome. And, and, and I, 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 you know, because I'm a coach and I go to a lot of coaching things, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of... Um, women that, you know, I probably wouldn't find if I went to my normal way that, you know, yeah. like they're, they're, they're progressive, they're feminist, things like that. Yeah. And what I'm really seeing from these conversations live face to face is that the divide behind us mm-hmm. when we really engage, yeah, there, there's very little divide. Some of it's semantics. Right. I, had, I had this one woman, shout out to Sarah Poet, right. who I will say is, uh, She's like a spiritual healer and all this. And she lives in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay. And we've been interacting uh-huh. and the conversation was fantastic. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it brought two people together that probably wouldn't have been brought together before. Right? Exactly. And that's, that's really, we're not against anything. That's at the core of, I believe, what we're up to. Yeah, that's exactly having it. that occur so that people can look beyond the superficial, yeah. so they can get beyond distractions because- Oh, sure. Ultimately, if you corner someone on off the street, yeah. ultimately everybody wants their lives to work in some way, yep. shape, or form or another. Yep. Right? Most people, I believe, mm-hmm. are not possessed by, no. you know, <laughs> dark forces. <laughs> no. And they actually do want to make a difference for themselves we and all, other people. We all kind of want the same yeah. thing. It's right. just how do we choose to go about it? Right. And what's gotten in the way? Right. Of getting there. Yep. And there and and that's really what, you know, the idea behind this is for us to be responsible. Because listen, we all have gotten in the way of creating those bridges 
and bringing people together because of our fears, our agendas, for me, winning at all costs. You well, know? there's that. And then I would like to address what you say, because a lot of people will say, well, like, as I said to somebody many years ago, I yeah. said, I don't have to be educated mm-hmm. to be an advocate for an education. Right. So people say, well, if you're talking about being responsible, well, how responsible are you? Like, what's your level of personal responsibility? Well, how high is that? Meaning. As high as it that's can what, be. That's what people. Right. No, high, no. As look, high as you know it to be. Exactly. Or you can make it. And, and there's, and, and that's what's, br- that's brilliant, Bob, because there's no top to the mountain, man. Exactly. There's no arrival. And that's what I want to make distinct too. Yeah, there's no. We're not speaking from up here looking no. down there oh regarding God. this whole idea of responsibility. The same anymore that what we bring up later in the series, in the cycle yeah. that we're pre- preparing yeah. here is this whole idea of integrity and, and integrity or authenticity and like, from last or week. what that means. Yeah. And, I'm not saying, listen, I, I clean, clean the bell. Are you kidding me? Right. Right. I'm a knucklehead as much as anybody. And, and the know? idea also is that, that everyone, like, in other words, we are in a certain crisis in a, in a certain way because of the, the way that human beings make things mean things. Yeah. So everyone has a different interpretation of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Some and, people look at that word and they, and they go, well, that, thank you so much for that's your, your dangerous. lips, your lips to God's ears. Cause some people <laughs> see responsibility as like obligation and it's dangerous. A and burden. Yeah. Uh, an admonition yeah. or, you know, you, you better be responsible because you're irresponsible. Right. And oh, that yeah. is so destructive. Yeah. You know, no one. Oh, I know, especially young kids. Because man. we're all basically irresponsible, ultimately, oh. at a certain level, philosophically speaking, or, you know, for the sake of the what's so, right? Order we're, pizza, get some beers, sit in the backyard, <laughs> listen to rock and roll. Right. Duh. When you should be going to some rally for something, uh, or you no, should be donating right. to a charity <laughs> of some kind. This is well, what I'm talking about. Well, and it's, 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 there's a relativity to yeah, it. Yeah, excellent. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what we're going to talk about next week is being at cause, which is really. Uh, Full responsibility. Uh, you know, I think the thing that gets in, in that we've replaced responsibility with, thanks in part to the great president, President Obama, is yeah. this this kind of victimization is something to strive for. So we're going to get into and that. And it's next a week. cultural condition. It's at a this cultural point. condition right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and can we also say then is is what how would you apply victimization to the earlier news story on the SAT thing? And it's all about that. It, it, right. It, it, it's ultimately. It, and here here's what it does. It's making victims of those kids. That some of those kids don't even know they're victims. Well, that's the other thing. I you mean, uh, what's the fallout from this? It can't just, be. It's just more it victimization. Be healthy. No, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. You know. Um, so. so yeah. So next week's going to be uh, being a cause. Um, you talked about yeah. Anybody, please let people know about the show if you enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, let people know about the show and, and reach out to us. <laughs> Well, that, that's the other thing. We really would love to hear, and we will in the future be taking yeah. calls and whatnot. For the time being, we're 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 in this we're engaged in this cycle, yeah. and we want to keep. We're going to take you through how many weeks is how long we got is thirteen. Cycle? We got Thir- thirteen laid out. So. Thir- okay, thirteen yeah. more to go. No, we got uh, ten more to go. Ten more, 10 to, more go. to go, and then we're gonna when we get to the end of that cycle, we're gonna go back to the beginning again. Uh, we're gonna in mix a certain it up a level bit. and review it, but for yeah, the most we're gonna part, mix it up. yeah, yeah, because I, I don't expect there's many people taking notes on the show. No, I don't I, think they're I, taking I really notes. So. so we got two minutes left. Um, okay. So yeah, so if let people know about the show. If you're interested in being a sponsor of the show, reach out to me. Reach out to Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, send us a if you. Um, our, our LinkedIn is easy. LinkedIn's to, a great way to my find emails me. on there. Um, if you uh, wanna, 
if you're watching this on Facebook, just hit like or put a comment in or do whatever the hell that works. I, mm-hmm. I neither one of us are that fast on Facebook, so that's a that's a big red strike for us. But you know, I, I just want to, you know, I, before we go, I just want to say thanks. I want to say thanks to oh, you. Thank it's you, been Mike. great today. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Joe from uh, Joe the Meat Guy, my neighbor. So I want to give a <laughs> shout out to him. I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, who else am I supposed to give shout outs to? Oh, Vincent Pops. Uh, beef and sausage. I think they're looking at, Excellent. and also Vanessa from the pizza slice or the slice factory. Yeah. I, I, I would like to acknowledge the difference that uh, practicing martial arts has made in my life. Oh, actually, man. Okay, and the good. Evanston Aikido center yeah. in Evanston uh, has been a huge thing. And seconds. of course they're, oh. they're not-for-profit. So I don't feel yeah. like that's a, yeah, you know what? <laughs> There's no profit like not-for-profit. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and thanks to everyone who's listening and everyone who uh, has paid attention to what we're doing. Again, this is a grand social experiment. I don't know what the outcome is, but we're committed to fulfilling on it. And uh, it's really, uh, it's just a blessing to be able to do this. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. (laughs) 